it is such a great skill when you get older because then you can adapt to whatever's coming your way. And so I use a lot of those methodologies to help young people and entrepreneurs step into their future. Welcome to You Are Buzzworthy. Do you feel that you have to wear a few more hats in your business than you would prefer? Does it seem like you have multiple personalities to wear each one of those hats? It's like we have to be a chameleon. And this constant shifting of personalities between responsibilities can wear you down, make you feel stuck, and eventually create burnout. But what if I told you that there is a way to be more resilient? What if you transform your mindset to adapt to change and start effectively overcoming your obstacles? To discuss today's topic is Nikki Green, a life and business resiliency expert, international best-selling author, motivational speaker, and the host of the Stand Up and Stand Out podcast. Nikki has navigated the enterprise circuit working for Goliaths like PayPal, Cisco, and Microsoft, but now focuses on helping people in business who are exhausted, burnt out, and disillusioned from the hustle and grind mentality. Let's join the conversation. How are you today, Nikki? Doing fantastic. Great to see you, Buzz. It's good to see you. You're um, working on launching your new book. Oh my goodness. It's just a whirlwind, but I am super excited. It's like bringing a baby into the world. Now, is, is this your first book? This is my second book, but technically my third because two came out before three, just to be confusing. Right. Oh, like a Star Wars trilogy then. Yes, yes exactly. okay. <laughs> So the prequel is now here. And what's this book about? So this one is Chameleon Mindset. It's about adapting to change in times of chaos. Oh, I love that. That's like a like the entrepreneur's mantra, exactly. right? Like we have to, be, I was just talking to a friend of mine, Josh, yesterday about the fact that I've become a chameleon um, over time. It, it started as being an Air Force brat, uh-huh. right? And just you move from place to place and you have to make new friends every time. And, you know, as a, as a young child, it's... I don't know. I think we're, we're innately able to do it. Like there's some people who just go out. I, you never meet a stranger, mm-hmm. right? Like my puppy. She's, <laughs> she's a little loose. She's a little mini Aussie. Yeah. And, uh, she never meets a stranger. This is the way it is. All my dogs have been that way. I had a Rhodesian Ridgeback, which would scare the crap out of people because it's like this big dog. <laughs> and he's like, Oh my God. <laughs> the Ridgebacks are very intimidating dogs, but yeah. this one couldn't hurt a flea. Right. And so, and so I think that I rub off on my dogs as yeah. far as that goes, because there are some dogs who just don't like people or they just don't, they're, they're, they're skittish at first and stuff like that. So. The, the whole chameleon mindset for an entrepreneur, I think, is huge. Yeah. Because when we deal with, especially in the service-based business, we're dealing with different personalities from client to client. Change is constant. And my background is similar. Both my, you know, my mom was a military brat. They mm-hmm. were in the Navy. My grandfather was in the Navy. So they traveled around a lot. I went to nine schools in 12 years. And so I was constantly <laughs> moving around. And so that's really where you learn that. But it is such a great skill when you get older because then you can adapt to whatever's coming your way. And exactly. so I use a lot of those methodologies to help young people and entrepreneurs step into their future. <laughs> so one of the things that I've noticed as I get more mature, <laughs> fun way of saying yeah. <laughs> the most immature, mature person I know, yeah. um, is that we get caught up in being the chameleon mm-hmm. and we forget to take care of ourselves sometimes. Yeah. And so when you run into a difficult client, 
you as a chameleon allow yourself to be the person that they're, they're wanting to step on. Mm -hmm. And so you become that foot mat. And that's bad for you. Yeah. Really bad. Right. Yeah. How do we, how do we battle that? Yeah. One of the things I talk about, um, because, you know, before we say work life balance, Mm -hmm. baloney. Okay. That doesn't exist. (laughs) Right. I say harmony. Okay. We're trying to find harmony between your work and your life mm-hmm. that there has to be some level of give and take mm-hmm. at some point you're putting some stuff into the business at some point you're pulling stuff back mm-hmm. so you can take care of yourself and set your boundaries there's so many even just automated ways to set boundaries with people now too um, mm-hmm. you know out of office or you know auto response on your text messages any of those things to just say hey look this is when you can reach me mm-hmm. this is when you cannot mm-hmm. and i need to take care of myself unless it is a catastrophic emergency mm-hmm. and in for that case i also have a team Go mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Getting a team is so hard for the solopreneurs, right? Because they are the account manager. They were the salesperson. They are the AR and they have to wear all those hats. And when we talk about changing colors immediately, like the person who has to collect money shouldn't be the person who is in charge of the customer service experience. Mm-hmm. And as a solopreneur, we have to, we have to shift that. So I, what I'm hearing though is that harmony is. Like, listen, have a discussion. If you're going to have a money discussion, don't butt it up with a customer service discussion or a project discussion. Exactly. Because now you're, you have this discord between the two topics, especially if they're late. Right. Right. It's just like, <laughs> oh, you're late on a payment. Maybe we should work on that first and then push back the project, push back the next conversation and let that rest. Mm-hmm. So then you can come back with a fresh uh, attitude towards the project towards the client and all those things, because I feel like we try to ship gears like NASCAR. It's like, Oh my God, you watch those people's feet. That is so fast. Like I can't do that. Like, can I have the automatic NASCAR? Cause that's it. When your client can't either on the receiving end, you know, they're also caught off guard a bit. If they thought they were coming into a conversation where, Mm -hmm. Hey, we're looking at the future and we're building my business and Mm -hmm. I'm so excited. And then you're like, Hey, you ain't paid the bills. Right. (laughs) I'm here to collect the big stick. It's like, no, no, no. Okay. Let's separate those things mm-hmm. and compartmentalize them a little bit. Mm-hmm. And also in your day, like you don't want to be there, like just collecting money and then trying to switch gears and be super happy. And mm-hmm. so I, I try to pick to like what I'm doing each day with different clients. So that way I can find some unison within what's happening. Yeah. So I, I think you, you really made a good point there in like you silo the different people you need to be mm-hmm. rather than having the multiple hats on at the same time or having one hat on and two other hats in each hand right. ready to swap them back and forth. Right. <laughs> um, I think that's a really good. So it's like, Hey, maybe Fridays are uh, bill collecting day. Exactly. Right. And it's Friday morning, you know, before everybody gets too far into the weekend. Yeah. But that way, if there's something that goes wrong, you have the weekend for them to cool off. Right. Right. And then you can have that next meeting Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. Right. And then you can have, I do that a lot of uh, time blocking. Mm-hmm. And so I have, I now know that I'm more creative in the morning. My energy is the highest in the morning. Right. Right. And so it's better for me to have people, um, meetings with people in the afternoon. And do the mundane things in my business in the afternoon. That's when you check the bills. <laughs> yeah, you check, you do the money. Emails. You do the emails. <laughs> the problem is, is that people need me for emails first thing in the morning. So now I have somebody actually check my emails. Perfect. So Thanks. they really reduces the amount of emails I need to see in the first thing in the morning. And people don't realize how inexpensive that can be. Yeah. I you see. don't have to go overseas to get one of those. Yeah. Like I don't, I yeah. have, I have 
but I have somebody <laughs> I personally know that does it and my I pay them saves well to do. Yeah. <laughs> and they're usually part timers. They don't have to be a full time assistant. So, you know, being a chameleon in your business is something that we start out as. But the fewer times we, ha- what I'm hearing you say is the fewer times we have to change our colors throughout the day, the more energy we'll have for our personal lives and being in harmony with our family, ourselves, you know, after the workday is done. Exactly. If you think about it, chameleons in their natural state are a calm, green, zen. Mm-hmm. That's where we want to spend our time. They're only flashing their colors when they need something, when mm-hmm. they're trying to attract food, attract a mate, attract, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. change the temperature because it's not right. Mm-hmm. Those are the things why they're changing their color. And that's the same thing for us. Okay. And you just do it for the time that you need that thing. Uh-huh. And then you go back to your calm and your zen. Gotcha. My my natural color would be blue, cool blue. My wife will purple, too. but we're purple. Close. There you go. My wife's my wife is purple too. So yes, we have the plum and the blue. It's, it's it. fun. Yes. Yeah. Um. So let's go back to where we started this because we we went way off on a tangent, which was a gorgeous gorgeous tangent, by the way. But now we are in a conversation with a client, and they are they are forcing us to turn a color we don't like. Yeah. And we're putting say they're yelling at us. And they've just lost their composure. Mm-hmm. And now they're treating you like a doormat. How do we deal with that in the moment? Yeah. Do you have a, a, a something that you talk about in your book that helps with that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, and in, in, in my corporate career, I've had a lot of really difficult conversations, a lot of times with people much more senior than me. And so I developed quite a few methodologies for protecting myself, mm-hmm. but also making sure they know they're a little bit out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it is sort of in person or, you know, in a meeting where you're talking to them, it says, look, at the end of the day, this is my house. I need to protect myself. Mm-hmm. And if you're being loud and it's too much, sometimes I just be a little more quiet. Mm-hmm. For me, that, you know, that never mm-hmm. happens. First of all. <laughs> but when you take it down a notch, they also see the spectrum of like how loud they're actually being. Sometimes okay. they're just excited and the adrenaline's running. Mm-hmm. And then you try to just take it down to a calmer place. Mm-hmm. And if they're really, you know, saying things that are completely out of place, stop and say, I think we're done with this conversation and just completely end it. Right. You don't have to resolve it right there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like, okay, we need to cool off mm-hmm. and let's step away. I say the same thing about social media. You know, mm-hmm. A lot of people are trying to mm-hmm. put themselves out there on social media for their businesses and their careers. And I said, you need to make sure that if people are coming to your doorstep and they are saying things that are not appropriate or not positive towards what you're building, Block, delete, report, done. Right. Like, don't, don't play around with the trolls. I know, mm. like, oh, we'll get more likes and I, who cares? Mm-hmm. Who cares? Mm-hmm. That is not good for you psychologically. It's mm-hmm. not good for your business. Mm-hmm. Do what you need in a positive way. Exactly. I, I think that people, um, on your first point, you know, when we're in a, a difficult conversation, um, when somebody shows your colors, their colors, mm-hmm. you know, red, black, right? Gray, like those are bad colors for you. That's not a good client. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard, especially if they're a high paying client to walk away from that. Yep. And as an entrepreneur, you're like, I got to pay the bills. I got to pay my salaries. I got to do all these things. But what are you, ste- what is that person stealing from your other clients? Mm-hmm. Because you're, they just suck the ever living energy out of you for that entire day. Yeah. Like you're not the right, you're not right for the rest of that day and maybe even right. to the next day. Yeah. Um, I know I've run into that and you know what? I've done the whole like, Sit there and I, I cross my hand, I cross my fingers yep. and I sit up straight and I nod my head and I say absolutely nothing. And I've actually had somebody go off on me for a good five minutes, oh, just goodness. off the top of their head. And I'm now worried about their well-being. <laughs> like, are you going to have an aneurysm? 
Well, <laughs> you never know what's going on behind the scenes with people too. Like right. sometimes it may not even be the work thing that's frustrating mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. You could have a, you know, a sick family member, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, especially the last two years, a lot of stuff's been going on. Sure, sure. And, mm-hmm. and so sometimes I still try to give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. And if someone's not performing, okay, then mm-hmm. let's be real about, okay, mm-hmm. how do we fix this? Yeah. And if we can't fix this, then let's part ways. Exactly. Cause again, you don't want to keep having that energy. And sometimes it's even like the day before we know you have to talk to them and you know mm-hmm. it's already been a stressful confrontation. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of level setting that ahead of time. Um, I think I think you said it well when you're like, you just have to put a stake in the ground, you know, and say, this is the line. Mm-hmm. Once they, they cross that line, you have to preserve your well-being over the almighty dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you see yourself in a toxic, toxic situation, it's time to let go. Right. And... You know, we all have exit clauses in long-term contracts and stuff like that. Don't try to hold on to those. Just let it go. Yeah. Just say, Hey, this is, this is how we're going to. And if they, if they come back and say, well, I, I'm sorry. I, I won't do it again. Well, they're lying to you. <laughs> right. Because if they can do it once to that, that means that they now have in their mandula umlingata <laughs> that they have permission to do that, even though they've said they won't. Mm-hmm. Right. So now you have to set extra parameters around that and say, okay. This is how we do business now. Yeah. Figure out what it was that you allowed the situation to escalate to that point. Right. And if you have done absolutely nothing wrong, I really strongly suggest just not doing business with them. Yeah. But if you feel like, okay, they had a bad day, they maybe they had, you know, a sick family member, whatever it is. Right. And you're like, okay, I'm going to give them a second chance. You still need to put stipulations in there, even if they're minor, so that they understand they have to change. Because right. if you just move forward with that same agreement, well, nothing's changed. They don't have to change. Yeah. So you're just inviting them to do that again the next time they get upset. But if you set a couple little boundaries that say, this is how we're doing business now, it sets them off maybe one degree. That's great because as you go down the road, it puts them in a different space. Yeah. It, it's enough, right? And it's just really communicating. Mm-hmm. For too long, we're just like, okay, let me just sit back and I'll just take it. And mm-hmm. that's the way things are. And this is just business. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. That's not the world we live in. We are going into a world where most of what we're doing is knowledge-based. We are sharing a piece of ourselves to help them and their business get better. Mm. And they have to want it as much as you. Right. And sometimes they are used to doing business that old way where it's okay to step on people. It's okay to be power over. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that anymore. Right. We are partners in this. Mm-hmm. I am doing a service for you. Mm-hmm. We have an agreement. I'm not, you know, working for you for free. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm getting paid. And this is the amount of what I'm going to do. And if you're not okay with that, then, you know, let's say goodbye or Mm -hmm. let's say hello again. And here's the new way. (laughs) And here's the new me. (laughs) So now let's go over to that social media uh, point that you, you made there. The, the chameleon that we have to be there because there is our social media persona in business Mm -hmm. versus a social media persona in personal life. Right. And for me, I was an entrepreneur in 2005 when my Facebook. Um, it was a 2004, 2005, yeah. right around there. I think that's Facebook and my, my business was right around the same. I started right at the same time. And so it's been synonymous. Like, and so when they came out with business pages, I'm like, what the heck am I going to do with that? What is this? What is this? I, still don't know. <laughs> I was like, nobody uses it. It's like, yeah, yeah it's, it's horrible. Like the algorithms work against you the whole narrative, but yeah. we digress. The, um, but for me, it's like we, it, for the listeners of the show that, you know, we've talked about authenticity. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's, that's there, but you still have a changing of colors when you do have somebody who trolls you, who, who is what, for whatever reason, they're taking out whatever's going on in their lives on, or they're a telephone tough guy, mm-hmm. right? 
And so social media tough guy th- in this way where they're hiding behind their profile, yeah. right? And they're saying, da, 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 da. I had a troll. It was an employee from years and years ago who, quite honestly, didn't do their job. Yeah, of course. <laughs> right? So they left mad because I called them out for not doing their job. Right. I'm sorry, but that's, I I pay you to do stuff. And if you don't do stuff and you still want to get paid, this is not going to work for out. So, so they, 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 it's kind of funny. They projected their shortcomings onto my, my methodologies. Right. And it was, it was snide. And anybody who read it at the moment, um, knew that that wasn't me. Right. So it's okay. And they saw it disappear. And they saw, and they never see them again because they, they did. They got blocked. They got deleted. I didn't report them. Right. It's not worth my time to report them. Yeah. And technically they didn't do anything wrong. So I don't care. Right. But it's that energy that you don't give people who naysay you mm-hmm. will give you more energy for the people who are actually supporting you, who are actually relying on you. Yeah. And so when we talk about like the, the restricting of changing colors and not getting into, well, I'm getting engagement here. I need to, I need to save face. Believe me, not as many people are looking at the moment something happens as you think they do. Exactly. So, And it'll be gone tomorrow. You know, a lot of that stuff is... Oh, the cycle. The news cycle. Yeah. It's so ephemeral. (laughs) So, you know, don't waste too much energy on it. Put out good content. Mm -hmm. Talk about what you are doing well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, hey, we all need feedback. So if there is something you're missing, then take some of that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, especially as a woman, a lot of times the things that we get on our social media is a completely inappropriate. has nothing to do with work. So those are the things we also have to be very careful about Mm -hmm. to protect, you know, our, our safety. But, you know, if there's feedback on business, I didn't do a good job. Hey, I am so sorry about that. Let me get on top of that. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that was happening. Sure. So you can also take some of that if it is really business related, oh, you yes. know, and then just also showcase that, hey, I have good customer service. I am paying attention and I do want to be better. So, you know, take the balance of what's happening mm-hmm. and figure out again from your perspective where it lies on the line. Of right. <laughs> so we've talked about time blocking, making sure that we have space for each of the colors we need to be as a chameleon, right? We've talked about setting boundaries, putting stakes in the ground. How do we know we're doing it right for ourselves? Yeah. So uh, what I try to do with my clients is something I call karate kid exercises. <laughs> okay. I love it. I'm, I'm a big karate kid fan. Cobra Kai. Uh, I know. Now that they have the new show, I kind of tried to bring it back a little bit. Yes. But, you know, when you think about that, some of the exercises that Mr. Miyagi has Daniel do on the very first movie have nothing to do with karate, right? He's, you know, waxing on, waxing off, painting the fence, all those things. And so what I try to say is like, sometimes fixing your business has nothing to do with the things you're doing in business. Mm. It's about fixing some other things. It is about that balance in life. It's that taking that walk in the middle of the day. So you're refreshed between, you know, doing Mm. your creative stuff and doing your meetings. Mm. And so time blocking involves a lot more than that of just really making sure you keep resetting yourself and Mm. checking yourself and taking that time away from the business to make sure you're on path and you're not just going, 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 and you're forgetting, like, is this really me? Is this really what I want to be doing? Once a quarter, I sit down and I go, hey, do I like my podcast? Do I like my speaking stuff? Uh, mm-hmm. How's my book going? Mm-hmm. And really reevaluate and go, hey, what's new? Mm-hmm. What else would I like to be doing? What do I don't have time for right mm-hmm. now? And what can I switch off? Mm-hmm. So I think it's really also making sure that you do some of those types of things where you step away, you do something new and mm-hmm. revitalize yourself. So, so we get busy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We forget to take care of ourselves. It's an epidemic. Yep. Right. Are there tools or maybe some type of trigger that you've been able to help people utilize to remind them or get them 
into that practice. Yeah. So uh, when I was writing my book and I was working with some other local Chicago authors, um, they kind of taught me about something. Most people kind of call it the Pomodoro method or there's different methodologies, but basically you set a timer. And so I am only going to do this activity for this long and then I'm going to do something else. Get up, stretch, walk around, switch to just a different you know part of my brain. And so I found that that actually works really well. I did it with writing where you write for 20 minutes and then you take a break and then you go back and write for 20 minutes. And so you find those time blocks again where you're only doing one thing at a time and then you really just get up, get some exercise, go get a drink of water, whatever those things are, especially when we're working at home. Mm. You've got to get that movement in to revitalize your brain and your body and then you can get back at the next task. I, I definitely re- resonate with that. Um, my wife got me a nice uh, lap steel guitar for Christmas nice. and um, the uh, the... We were just like, I need more time to play guitar. Yeah. And sometimes at the end of the day, it's a good, it's a good release, mm-hmm. but you don't have the energy because right. art takes energy, energy. Right. And I was like, maybe I should start doing it in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that would be amazing for you because it's just a complete reset. It takes you completely out of what, uh, she says, you have the buzzworthy <laughs> buzz. And we have got Michael Bazinski, yes, the, <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, right. She's like, and you see the switch with Buzz. It's yep. just like, boom, he's on, right? And that's fine. It's, uh, that's my chameleon. Yes. <laughs> and, and they know that. Um, so I, you know, running, you said something about running yep. or all those things. So when you are doing the, those types of exercises or art or whatever it is that break, maybe that's a great time to then reground as mm-hmm. well. Yep. Right. Yeah. So what are the questions? What, g- give us like a couple of questions that we could utilize to help us understand whether we are still grounded in that day, in that week, in that month. Yeah. I, I mean, the first one is, how am I feeling? Am mm-hmm. I ha- just very simple? And I have this thing on my fridge, which is little happy faces, sad faces, like emotions. And, you know, there's a little magnet that says, today I feel. And just take a pulse. How are you feeling? Don't just pretend you're no one else is around. This is just for you. And then how do you want to be feeling? And and what do I need to do to make that shift? It's very simple, you know, just a couple of quick, like, but just really take a pulse, not just like, oh my God, I have so many things to do. Charge, charge, charge. It's how am I actually feeling? Do I have the energy? Am I in the right space? And if not, can I get there? And if not, do I need to change my plan? And that's an important piece too. Sometimes you just need to do something different. You heard Nikki. It's time to take your pulse and start managing your mental and emotional state. And as she said, don't be afraid to change course. Your plan for life is just that, a plan. And in life, things rarely go as planned. I personally can attest to the power of embracing change. So I urge you to do the same. Be sure to check out Nikki's book through the link in the show notes. While you're there, please take a moment to leave a review and make sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss a single episode. And until next time, stay buzzworthy.